Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Covenant's Puppet Ministry take us to the book of First and Second Thessalonians in the year 2022. This letters written to encourage the Thessalonical followers in challenging times are very much relevant for our days as well. First Thessalonians chapter one began with the gospel message of Jesus Christ radically transforming lives which led to the birth of a young, inspiring model church in Thessalonica. And that inspiration has spread and affected even places like Maxirodia and Achaia. Wow! What a church! And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul represented himself now as the gospel messenger. We picked this up again from a few weeks ago where we reminded how Paul said he served with pure motives and with genuine manner. Wow, what a messenger. And we took a two Sundays break in the past two weeks to focus and zoom in on our first faith exploit, FE1, Discipling the Generation. And God's Word awakened our hearts, awakened our marriages and our families for the urgent need of a viral faith and the urgent need of a vital village. Both are essential and important for us to disciple the generations. This morning, we continue our study in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, verses 10 to 12. And I entitled this, Wow, What a Messenger! Part 2, which is really a continuum of where we left off in verse 9. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me now to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, reading from verses 10 to 12. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct towards you believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exalted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Here is the word of the Lord for us. Albert Schweizer, a famous medical missionary and author, once said this, Example is not the main thing in influencing others. It is the only thing. How many of us here have been impacted, influenced, and inspired by the life of a godly example? It could be your spouse, your parent, your colleague, your bosses, some church leaders, or even some Christians. Paul continued here his representation as a kingdom gospel messenger. And he gives to us, God's word today, a twofold description of what it means to be truly a kingdom example and a gospel messenger. Twofold description. They are walk our talk and talk our walk. 
Let's look at the first description, walk out talk. It says here, you are witnesses. Paul calls the believers in Thessalonica to be his witnesses as they have seen his life. They have watched him walk his talk. Chapter 2, verse 1, he says, For you yourself know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. Chapter 2, verse 2, As you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you. Chapter 2, verse 5, For we never came with words of flattery. As you know, not with a pretext for greed. God is witness. Chapter 2, verse 11, For you know, how like a father with his children. They know because they watch Paul's life. And then he says, you are witnesses and God also. Paul had this quiet confidence that his exemplary life, that his transparent life, his authentic life is commensurate with the gospel that he was preaching. Not just in the life and in the sight of the Thessalonican Christians, but also in the sight of God, at least in three ways. Firstly, holy. He says here, his walk is holy, describing to us his religious piety towards God, which simply means a holy reverence for God, and carefully fulfilling the duties and the responsibility God gives to him. It means to live life devoutly and purely. You know, all of us in this place watching online as so well. All of us are examples to someone. Question is, what kind of example? Is it bad or good? Are we drawing people towards God or are we drawing people away from God? How many of us know of friends and people who have left the church? Or people who say, I will have nothing to do with Jesus because of some bad examples they have encountered or they've been hurt by some Christians? It's like a child who, who grows up looking at his parents thinking, wow, if God is not important to my parents, like coming to church on site, finally, why should God be important to me? Why should God be important in my life, in my studies, in my relationships, in my work? If Christians and non-Christians work together at the same workplace, but there is no Christian presence, there is no Christian proclamation, there is no Christian practice, then no wonder many pre-believing friends are unlikely to come to church, even if they can come back on site. Even more unlikely, our non-Christian friends are unlikely to come to faith in Jesus Christ. Church, walk our talk. Live devoutly. Secondly, Paul says his walk is righteous. The Greek word here, dikaios, translated as honestly and rightly. Paul could say to God as his witness and to the Thessalonica Christians there and says, my walk was honest and right. And Paul draws this from his Jewish heritage, pointing us to a character trait of God himself. God's righteousness is not only about his moral uprightness, but also about his power to create a righteous society and nation. 
people that are able to stand on the side of the poor, the downtrodden, the forgotten, and the oppressed. Like what we did this morning as we hear Joy's testimony coming back from Ukraine. Recently, a Christian leader in Singapore shared with me that he was burdened in one of his team meetings and in this season of land to challenge his team of workers to lay down before the altar of God. Whatever they're taken with their own hands that does not belong to them. Is there anything that you and I have taken with our own hands that does not belong to us that we need to lay down before God? Because that is a picture of what it means to live righteously. The third thing Paul mentioned about his walk is that his walk is not just wholly righteous, but blameless. In Greek, it literally means without blame. No one is able to find any fault in it. Paul had enemies who would point a finger, accusing him, but every charge against him will not stand because they could not find any fault with the Apostle Paul. And practically, it means for you and I to conduct ourselves in a way that no one can find fault in our relationships, in our dealings and our conduct and work and the things and the way we live our lives as a family. Walk our talk. Live blamelessly. Story was told of the famous French military and political leader, Napoleon Bonaparte. And he was a soldier of humble beginnings and he rose to the rank of a general. And one day he was making his rounds as the general and then he found a soldier sleeping at his post. And he turned to this soldier and says, Soldier, what's your name? And the soldier replied, Napoleon. And this time General Napoleon turned to him and says, Soldier, what's your name? And the soldier replied again, Napoleon. And General Napoleon Bonaparte State turned to this soldier in a very stern way and said, Soldier, my name is Napoleon. And I suggest that you either change your name or you start living up to your name. Either you change your name or you start living up to your name, Napoleon. My friends, God did not come into your life and my life to change our names. He did much more than that. He came into our life to change our entire identity, to be called sons and daughters of the Most High God, to be called children of God, to be called messengers of the Gospel of Christ. And the first way you and I can start living up to our new identity in Christ is not to change our name, but is to start living up to that name by start walking our talk. What are our family and our friends seeing in our walk today? Are they seeing a Christian who seeks golf more than God? Are they seeing a Christian who seeks food more than Christian fellowship? Are they seeing a Christian who seeks for fun more than family? Are they seeing a Christian who seeks for nothing but a promising career 
more than living a faithful life in Christ. People do not believe what you and I have to say unless they see the message in how we live and in how we walk our talk. Practically, do we teach our children about patience? But we get so impatient at the grab driver who is driving so slowly to our destination. Do we speak about kindness in the home and family, but we get so angry at the waiter who gets our food order wrong? Do we speak about forgiveness in the context of a CG community, but we refuse to reconcile with a family, with a friend, or with a brother or sister who has hurt or offended us? Do we speak about generosity, but we're unwilling to open up our wallets, scan the QR code, swap our credit cards, to help someone in need? Do we tell our children to trust in God and follow His calling on their life, but we get so upset when our kids don't get good grades or worse, when they don't choose a lucrative career path? Do we preach about trusting in God, but we spend all our lives and our career accumulating and hoarding security? In our lives, do we worship God only on Sunday, but not for the rest of the week? Here is a twofold description of what it means to be a kingdom example and a gospel messenger. The first is to walk our talk, to be holy, righteous, and blameless. But there's a second description of a gospel messenger, and that is to talk our walk. Verse 11 to 12 says, Like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you, we encouraged you, and we charged you. That was the talk in the walk. You know, the word cries out, Show me, don't tell me. In the end, it's not the talk, but the walk that matters. That's true. But we cannot stop at merely walking our talk. We must also talk our walk because walking our talk gives credibility. But when we begin to talk our walk, we begin to communicate Christ Jesus with clarity. Let me say that again. Walking our talk gives credibility. But talking our walk communicates Christ with clarity. The way Paul walks in verse 10 gives and forms the basis for his talk in verses 11 and 12. And therefore, the way we live forms the basis for what we say, at least in three aspects. Firstly, the first word in our talk is exalted. Parakaleo means to build up, to talk and speak in a way to build up, to come alongside someone to cheer them on. You know, today we live in a very harsh, evil, and unkind world. And it's very easy for us to be discouraged and hurt by the tone of voice, by the body languages, and by the words we hear. We can easily lose heart and lose hope. Today we live in a cancer culture. C A 
Ken CEL, cancer culture. Where it's so easy to cancel someone or to call out someone or worse, to flame someone because of something that a person said or did behind a digital wall with no repercussions altogether resulting in toxic online social media behaviour without even thinking how it might hurt the receiving party. Brothers and sisters, let's exhort each other towards positive behaviour and posture, towards Christian maturity. What is a word of exhortation you can give to someone today? Maybe after the service, maybe at the end of the day, and even in this coming week, talk our walk. Exhort the person, cheer the person on towards maturity in Christ. The second word in our talk is the word encourage, or translated as comforted in the NIV version. It is the Greek word para meteo omai, which simply means to console, to soothe, or to come, to comfort those feeling down disappointed, disheartened, losing motivation to carry on or even to come back to church on site because they're so used in staying online. Imagine you are running for some time and then finally, in order to catch a breath, you sat down. And then somebody come alongside and offer you a drink. And not only that, somebody came alongside and para meteo oh my you comfort you, come alongside you to extend a hand for you and to pull you up again. And as you stand on your feet, you find that strength not just to stand up, but to run again the next lap of race that's ahead of you. A Gallup Youth survey in US showed that 42% of young people have never received any words of praise no hugs, no kisses, never heard these three words from their parents or people that are around them, which is, I love you. Now, unlike the Western culture, we Asians, we tend to even be more restrained, muted, and held back with using words of affection, not just words of encouragement. Now, the words of affection not only carries encouragement, but they carry messages of worth to remind a person that you are precious you are valuable because of who you are period and so this week if you know of someone in your family someone in your cg someone in your workplace who is going through a challenging time discouraged or disheartened it can be your subordinate or your boss, perhaps even your child or your parent or a sibling in your family. It could even be a friend or a CG member. What can you do to paramiteo omai that person? What can you do to comfort the person, to lift the person up, to inject life, if you like? Tell them that they are treasured and loved by the Lord that God cares for them. Talk our walk. Don't just encourage, but comfort them. The third and final word 
that we are to talk our walk that Paul gives to us here in verse 12 is the word charge. The word charge simply means to insist, to implore, or to urge someone. And Paul uses his life, his testimony, his track record, his example, his ministry experience among them. And with the spiritual authority and unction he has of the Lord, Paul charged the believers. Paul urged them now to live lives worthy of God, even though they are going through bumps, challenges, mistakes, and failures. Here are some urgings from a father's confession. I took my children to school, but not to church, especially after two years of prolonged pandemic. I taught them to drink, but not of the living waters. I enrolled my kids in tuition, in swimming, in dancing classes, but not in Sunday school and sambim. I showed them how to fish, for life, but not to be a fisher of men. And I like this the best. I've made Sunday, the Lord's Day, a holiday instead of a holy day. I've made Sunday, the Lord's Day, a holiday instead of a holy day. We are so thankful that technology has allowed us to continue worshipping God together on site and even via online streaming in the past two years during the pandemic. But may I pastorally urge you, implore you, as God's people, that this should not be a long-term substitute for the physical gathering on site of God's people has appealed by God in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Starting from this week with the streamline SMM, let's return to on-site church worship. That we as the church of Jesus Christ might be the visible presence and witness of the collective body of Christ. Not based on our personal preferences and convenience, but based on our faithful obedience to God and His Word as His people. It's time we not only walk our talk, it's time we talk our walk. And the words in our talk that will build all of us towards maturity in Christ are exhort, comfort, charge, which will give all of us strength, courage, and hope together. Proverbs 15 verse 4 tells us, gentle words bring life and health. Proverbs 16 verse 24 says, gracious words are like a honeycomb. Proverbs 18 verse 4, a people's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbly brook. The question before us, this morning is, what are your family, friends, colleagues hearing you as you talk your walk? Are they hearing words of exhortation, words of comfort, words of urging, saying, time to come together on site. This Saturday, our family AGM, it's time for us 
to cast our votes. It's time to make some of these changes so that Covenant FC is poised for the future. In conclusion, church, Paul tells us, walk worthily of the God who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. And just as a father desires to be proud of his children, the Lord desires the same of every one of us as God's people and His messenger. When we walk our talk and we talk our walk, we are walking in a manner worthy of the God who calls us into His kingdom and glory. The word worthy originally meant to balance two sides of a weighing scale. But figuratively, it means for two things to be commensurate with each other. Your walk and your talk must commensurate with the gospel and with the identity that we have in Christ as gospel messenger. But the truth is, God knows we cannot. The wonderful gospel message is that it is about God first moving, reaching out to us, moving into our lives to reconcile us to Him and to cleanse us and to sanctify us by His life, His death and resurrection and by the gift of the Holy Spirit within us. And so to be a disciple of Christ is to realize that since we have this new identity in Christ, we now endeavor to live, to walk our talk, talk our walk so that it is living in a manner that's fitting of that identity. A citizen of God's kingdom, a public ambassador for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here the verb says, God who calls you. It's found in the present tense. In other words, the God who calls us to salvation is constantly showing us, calling us to a life of walking our talk, to a life of talking our walk regularly, continuously, and frequently. Last Sunday after the third service at East Centre, my family went for lunch nearby at East Centre, and then a couple stopped me. And when the couple realised that I was a pastor at Covenant, he says, Pastor, Pastor, I must tell you, I have a brother and sister-in-law. They have been non-Christian for the longest time, 70 over years. But recently, something happened to them. They became Christians. And not only that, they started attending church. Not only that, they started attending your church called Covenant EFC. And their lives were transformed. We could see their lives change. They now give time to read the Bible. They give time to pray. They even join a small group in your church. And now they are reaching and they are sharing God's Word with my mother who stayed with them. But this never happened for 70 over years because they were non-Christians. Pastor, I'm so glad they are in your church. And then I say, oh, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. I say, what's the name of your brother and sister-in-law? So I took up my phone and I was trying to type the name. And so he gave me uh, the Chinese name of his brother and sister-in-law. So I was typing. And as I typed, I said, hey, these two Chinese names sounds familiar. I think I know them. I say, your brother or sister-in-law attends our church here in the east, just next door to it. They come every morning for the 8 o'clock service. They always come at 7.30. They are the first to arrive. 
I'm so proud of your brother and sister-in-law. And I say, you know what? Your brother-in-law, I don't only know them because they wanted to join a CG, but there's no CG on Thursday night in the East Centre. So Pastor Jeremy, the DM, channeled this couple to my CG that meets on Thursday night here in Woodland Centre. And I say, you know what? Your brother-in-law is in my CG. That's why I know them. What a small world. Can you imagine if you tell me all the other story? Wow, I'd be very worried. But they were young Christians, their life would change. It sounds like a story of the, the young believers in Thessalonica. And I say, wow, what an inspiring testimony of a young couple who came to know Lord, even though they are not young. But they have been walking their talk. They have been talking their walk. Even in their newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Wow, what a messenger in this couple. Church, as we begin to commit ourselves afresh today, to walk our talk and talk our walk, we are building God's kingdom for His glory together. As we commit ourselves to be holy, righteous and blameless in our walk, as we commit ourselves to exhort, to comfort and charge in our talk, we go forth as God's kingdom messenger in our work, in our family, in our small groups, and even to others whom God will bring into our path. May God use all of us as gospel messengers, walking our talk, talking our walk, that we might change the world for His glory. Let's pray together. As we begin to bow our heads and close our eyes, whether you are here on site in Woodlands or watching online, we want to take time to respond to God's holy word. Because God is building His kingdom for His glory. For all that's happening in Ukraine, all that's happening in our nation, God is still building His kingdom for His glory. And he starts with some of you here who are not yet believers in Christ. Jesus himself says in Mark 1.15, the time is now. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And there are some of you here watching online who are not part of God's family yet. But today, as you listen to God's Word, you know God is calling your name. God is reaching out to you. He's calling you into His own kingdom and His glory. And my friends, all you need to do is to repent and believe in Him. To turn away from your sin and to turn to your Savior, Jesus Christ. And whoever you are, whatever state you may be in, wherever you are listening in, would you now put your faith in this Jesus Christ? Would you say now, Lord Jesus, thank you for calling me into your kingdom. I now turn away from all my sin. I now turn to my Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Would you change my life by the power of the gospel message and commission me today like this couple, even though they were elderly, but they came to faith at a late age. Commission me today as your gospel messenger in my daily walk and my daily talk.
If you had prayed that prayer with me just now, whether it's online or here on site, I want to invite you to scan the QR code after the end of the service or talk to someone, an usher, a staff, and we'll be more than happy to guide you and to connect you to Grove Group so that you can continue to experience an incredible relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. I want to speak to a majority of us who are Christians here on site and online. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the God who calls you into His kingdom and glory is the same God who says, I will come back again for you. You will be with me forever. And today, will you be strengthened in your discipleship to walk your talk and to talk your walk. And that God might commission you and send you out to be His gospel messenger once again, to be His disciple maker wherever He assigns you to be. And if that's your response to Jesus and your response to Jesus the King is, yes, Lord, if you can do this in this elderly couple, do this in my life. Help me in my walk. Help me in my talk. Then may I invite you where you are. Would you stand right now with me? And we stand together as this church as we declare in this song together His kingdom. So I invite us as a church and those of you online too, would you stand where you are as we worship the Lord together in this song?
Hallelujah. Jesus, God's righteousness revealed. The righteousness of God given to us as a gift by God's grace. Praise the Lord. May our lives, brothers and sisters, may our lives testify with words or without words, actions or our words speaking to others, that God is worthy of it all, worthy of our lives given to Him as worship, to follow His Son, Jesus Christ, and to do what He tells us to do. Before we go, let us just receive the Lord's benediction. I invite you just to open your palms as we ask God to bless us as we go into the week as His people dispersed. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always as we go into the week to walk our talk and to talk our walk that others may be pointed to Jesus Christ who is worthy of it all. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have a great week ahead. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.